Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. Now, here's James and Drew. Finally, this is it, Drew. The moment we've all been waiting for. Oh, it has been for me. I look forward to this episode every year. It's our Christmas special. Yes. For Between the Grooves. Yes, yes, yes. It's a time where we bring back many of our previous guests from this year, uh, talk about traditions, funny moments, mishaps, other special memories, and uh, we've got plenty of them for this year. Yeah. Yes, we do. But one of the cool things about uh, doing this show is as we look back over the last year of the show, we're also kind of forced to look back over the last year of our lives and sort of like, and what a year it's been. Oh, yes. Right? It has been a year. It's been, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I don't want to get all heavy or anything. It's, 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 been a, it's been a wild ride. It's been interesting. It's been lots of ups and downs for many, many people. I know for me, and I think I mentioned this before on the show, this Christmas, I've, I've never wanted the Christmas season to begin so badly than this year. I'm, I was like, November, like Remembrance Day, I was like, is it over? It is? Christmas. Right. Like, I was like, normally I'm like December 1st or like sometime in that first week, I'm pretty chill about it. I was like, let's start it now. I was in so much need of that sense of like joy and hope and peace and, and just the excitement that Christmas can bring, especially when you have kids around. I just want to jump right into that. I needed that this year. I think there's less commercialism. It feels that way. And the reason... Partly for that is because people aren't going to the mall, mall is, where you see a lot of the exactly. stuff happening. That's right. I mean, you're seeing the ads, you're getting the emails, you're seeing it on your social media feeds. You you are seeing it, but not. It, it doesn't seem to be as as pushy yeah. as it as it has in previous years. Certainly, coming into 2020, uh, we didn't expect any of what has happened. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and certainly. Uh, as far as Christmas is concerned, in my family, we always have certain things we always do. You know, there's certain family get-togethers that we have. There are certain things that you just do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this year, it's completely different. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, for us, and I don't know about you, Drew, but it's it's not going to be anything like it's been <laughs> previously for us. That's for sure. And, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> It's fine. It is what it is. It's going to be smaller and intimate. Mm -hmm. This was the year, if you had asked me at the beginning of this year, what would be my Christmas plans? This was the year, there was some movie a while back, a ways back, where Mm. uh, a couple decided they were going to go away for Christmas. And all their neighbors were upset because they wouldn't be decorating and stuff. Was that Christmas with the Cranks? Yes. 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 Yeah, classic. And so uh, this was going to be Christmas with the Cranks. Like this was going to be, let's go away somewhere. Let's go, go away somewhere sunny and hot. Yeah. And just, you know not worry about setting up a Christmas tree. Let's just spend all the money that we have would have spent on Christmas gifts for each other. Let's pull it all together yes. and go away somewhere. Yes. Well, that's not happening. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. And I'm I'm doing something very similar. It's like totally scaled back, very intentionally smaller, which is both really good and really bad because I'm going to miss a lot of the family that I won't be able to see. And, uh, and so that's going to cause a little bit of tension. But at the same time, I am looking forward to uh, a quieter Christmas, if you will. So let's bring in some of our guests from 2020. Let's begin with Christmas mishaps, <laughs> starting with Michael Dean Church. 
Well, there was the one time that we had a squirrel jump out of the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. That was exciting. Guess that's what happens when you have a real tree, right? <laughs> right. We're sitting there like just doing our thing, opening gifts on Christmas morning, and it was like crazy squirrel come out of the tree and scared the crap out of all of us. Did you ever wonder how long it was sitting there for? I mean... <laughs> I'm sure it had been in there for months, just having a good old time. <laughs> wow. And and roaming around the house while you were in bed or something, right? Probably, yeah. Playing with the dogs, I'm sure. <laughs> wow. You always wondered why the dogs were looking intently at that tree, right? Right, exactly. And while we're on the topic of Christmas trees, Jason Hauser from Lullaby House Music has a little story himself. Oh, this is good. I like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I, I like this one. So our family, our last name is Hauser, and our nickname for our family is Hauser Mania. Okay, and if you come and hang out with our family, you'll get to see why, because we're a pretty crazy household. But one year we had, a, a, we were in a new home. We had a big Christmas tree that almost went up to the roof. And we just decorated it. And a tradition we have at Christmas is is we have we choose one of our children to put the angel on the top of the tree. And so our middle son, Brandon, who is the craziest of Hauser Mania, said, Dad, I want to do the elf thing for the angel this year. And I'm like, what is the elf thing? You know, you know an elf where he jumps up on the tree and he's like, put the angel, I want to jump up on top of the tree, just jump. So my, my wife, and she gets out her iPhone, she's like, I can't believe, you know, because like, this is my husband. Like, I do things like this, you know. So she starts filming it. And she's like, oh, my goodness, here we go. And of course, the tree's all decorated, all these ornaments we have for all these years. And I'm holding up the tree. So then here comes Brandon running through. He jumps up on, like, the chair, then on the arm of the chair, flies through the air, goes to put the angel on, misses. Almost knocks the tree over. Everyone's <laughs> falling off the tree. He's like, he's like, one more time, Dad. One more time. One more time. So he runs back. And now I know he's going to play. I, I double down on holding the tree with both arms. He jumps up. Bam, bam. On the top. Slam dunk. He nails the angel on the top of the tree. <laughs> and, and, the tr- and the tree stayed up. And the tree stayed up, and the angel, that was the angel, and of course, of course she wasn't straight, but she was there, and we're like, this is our Christmas this year. And I'm like, okay, this is Hauser Mania Christmas kind of in a little moment right here. I love it. <laughs> sounds I love like, it. it sounds like the miracle of Christmas right there. It was, it was, it was, you know. But those are fun things that, you know, enjoying the holidays together as a family and just the joy of just being together and being who you are that's just us that's just what we do you know and and uh anyway so that was that's a special christmas memory that we will none of us will ever forget legend in our family <laughs> legend that's so good i wonder if he recreates that every year oh, <laughs> you know making memories <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing well you know continuing with uh, mishaps on our between the grooves christmas special um you know, some some of these mishaps are just plain dangerous. Yes, they are. As we'll hear from Meredith Andrews. <laughs> so we live in Nashville, but my husband's parents live in Louisiana. My parents live in North Carolina, and we alternate Christmases every other year. So um, a few years ago, I think this was when my son, Remy, so he's my middle son. He would have been, I think, two, I think. And uh, and my older son was uh, around four, maybe five. And we were at the Christmas Eve service um, at my husband's parents' church. Then it got to the candlelight portion. And we were like, well, we can try this. You know, my daughter, Frankie, she was just, um, she was probably 11 or no, like 13 months. So she was, wasn't quite ready for a candle. Um, 
but my son Remy and my son Maverick are like, we're going to supervise this and, and they can have a candle. Uh, Remy at the time had long hair. Oh. We didn't cut his hair until he turned three. I, I, I can see where this is going, and I'm yeah. scared already. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we lit their candles, and we're singing Silent Night. And I turned my head to look at Frankie, my daughter, for probably 10 seconds. And I turned back around, and Maverick's candle had ended up in Ruby's chair. <laughs> and I just started patting him back. Like, I just started hitting him on the back because it was – and it wasn't bad. Like, he never felt it. There was nothing crazy. It, it didn't get out of hand. But it was like – there was an absolute moment of panic in, in that – Yes, in that scenario. But it, we, we always have a good laugh about it now. Let's talk a little bit about Christmas attire. You mean like my black Santa outfit? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Um, what about, what about, you know, when you're, when you go to work and, and, you know, a few days before Christmas or maybe a week or two before Christmas, you do that whole ugly Christmas sweater competition? Yeah, no, 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 no. Never done it? No, 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 no. no, I don't, I've never participated in it because quite frankly, I don't have any ugly Christmas sweaters. All my sweaters are ugly. (laughs) Well played. Sorry. I had well to qualify played. that. Well played, I had to qualify that. Well played, well played. I don't want to spend money on an ugly Christmas sweater no, to wear it thing. once a year. This is the thing. And you really can't just wear it once a year. You wear it once because the following year you can't wear the same sweater again. You're going to wear a different one. Yeah. Why would I want to have a bunch of ugly Christmas sweaters in my closet? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> How about like uh, for like family dinners or for going to church? Do you guys like you guys intensely dress up for that? Is it pretty chill? For church, mm. yes. Yeah. Um, that's a requirement established by my wife. Fair enough. Because I would pr- prefer to go casual. Yeah. I don't necessarily wear Christmas colors. Neither do I. Yeah. I think it's more just getting dressed up and looking respectful. Right. Uh, because a lot of times people want to get pictures or whatever else as well. Yeah. Not that I'm a big fan of that either. Mm-hmm. But uh, family get-togethers, uh, no, I'm I'm jeans and, you know, I'll look nice. Like my wife will force me not to be able to, you know, not to wear a t-shirt. She doesn't want me looking right. raggedy or anything right. like that. Yeah. So I'll look nice, but I'm not going to be dressing up in, you know, really fancy clothes and attire or anything like that. It's it's really just jeans and a, and a nice, respectable looking shirt. There you go. Yeah, that works. Like for me, it's uh, church. Usually I was always the person on stage. So I always had to look somewhat respectable. So usually it's sure. a dress shirt, sometimes a tie if I felt so inclined. Um, I don't picture you in a tie. I don't like. I hate ties. Actually. I don't like ties yeah, either. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad if you had a tie under the tree, here we go. Would you? I mean, you obviously open it. Would you use well, it? I kind of have to. Uh, would I use it only when I had to? Only when I was kind of like put on a tie <laughs> kind of situation. Now, if I can say, if it was a Christmas tie. That replaces the Christmas sweater. There we go. I would wear a Christmas tie and, yes. and just wear it then because that's, that's right. You know, but I'm I'm normally not keen on ties. I, I don't like wearing ties. Neither do I. Now, button my button down shirt. I'm in. So like for family dinners, or Christmas family dinners, usually that's my thing. Like similar to you, you know, nice pair of jeans, you know, nice shirt, good to go. Right. Um, but dressing up for me, dressing up for me means looking awesome. Which does you not always, mean a, you a always look awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. So it's a, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the dressing up in those ways. But if you're on the platform, like you say, if you're on the stage, I, I try to sort of step it up just for the sake of you know my boss. Right. 
Because you have to. Because I have to. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of wardrobes, let's have a chat with uh, Brandon Murphy and see what he does for his Christmas attire. <laughs> there was one time, I'll say this, there was one time when I was really little um, where I, like... I wanted to be a Power Ranger, like when I was a really, really small. And uh, so I got like a suit, a Power Ranger, like a suit for Christmas. And, you know, uh, we had a church service that day. And I, I like begged my mom, can I go to church in the Power Ranger suit? And, uh, and of course, like, you know, she, she let me, she's, she's a good mom. <laughs> and I like I was like the only person in there who like didn't have on like you know at least something something nice church clothes uh, as we think about those traditionally you know because um, I grew up in a going to a traditional church and so like everybody's got their you know their dresses and their ties and I'm over there and I'm like the Red Ranger uh, and so it was, it was a little bit embarrassing walking out being like oh no one else wore their uh, <laughs> no one else wore their Christmas uh, gift today okay alright that's cool yeah hate when that happens you know when I was a kid uh, we went to a Presbyterian church and on Christmas morning yes they would have a service of course and the 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 philosophy, I guess, of this Christmas morning service was come as you are. And okay. so it was perfectly acceptable to come in your PJs. And so, you know, if you were smart, you would come in your PJs. Yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, it was something a little different. Yeah, that's and Especially fine. seeing people that you would normally see all dressed up on a Sunday morning. Right. And they come on Christmas morning and, ooh, okay, that's, yeah. that's what they look like at home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I remember this one time when uh, Christmas landed on a Sunday. And I remember waking up and going downstairs, and I'm going to open up some presents. My mom was like, no, 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 we're going to church. I'm like, no, 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 no pre- presents. No, son. Church. And so we went to church, and, you know, you know, it's the gospel church. So it's a long oh, service, no. yeah, you know. Yeah. Get home, like, around 1.30. I'm like, if I don't open up a present in the next five minutes, I'm going to snap. I need, like, it didn't feel like Christmas. I, I'm like seven or eight years old. Yeah. All I wanted to do was open up the gifts and party. I'd be in church wearing a suit and tie but that's the, one thirty that's the, in the job afternoon. Of, but that's the job of parents is to string their kids along as long as possible before they can open the that's gifts. It's a horrible job. Horrible I know. Horrible job. Wow. I still resent my mom over that. I bring it up every Christmas. Remember that? No, I'm kidding. I don't. But you do that to your own kids now, right? Sorry. Yeah. Hopefully they're not listening. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> do you guys have anything that you do as far as uh, when you open the gifts is concerned? Like in my family, we'll have somebody that's designated to, you know, grab a gift and hand it to somebody. And then the next person, uh, once they've opened their gift, that same person goes and grabs a gift for the next person, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like the mailman type type right. idea. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I know uh, you know, in some families they might have something where you open a gift and then you pick the gift for the next person to o- open. Right. And so it's kind of fair that way and so there's always, you know, something to look forward to in that sense. Do you guys do anything special as far as that's concerned? Um we we kind of sit in a circle-ish, you know, in the living room and then uh yeah, similar to the mailman, like someone will sort of gr- will be a designated person and they will make sure that everybody has a gift. And we sort of just go around the circle and then do another gift. Right. That way, which is great when it's a small group, but when it's a really large group, <laughs> which it is now, yeah. it's like I gotta wait like twenty minutes before I open. 
Just go nuts. <laughs> go look look for anything with your name on it. Just, just open find it. it. Just find yeah. it. Who cares? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> that's like uh, that's like that. Uh, what was it? The Home Alone. Um, was it the second one? No. Oh, the New York one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that is that where they ended up in a hotel? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. and they had all those gifts at the bottom of the tree, and they just went nuts opening. It's yeah. like, we have never done that. Yeah, yeah. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of opening gifts, this is what Courtney Ramirez does. So my family always does white elephant. Do you know what white elephant is? Yeah. What is white elephant? So basically, everyone brings like a ten dollar gift, like each family. And then you put it in the middle, all the gifts in the middle, and then everyone picks a number one through ten. And my family is so competitive. Like, oh, my gosh, you do not want to be in a full house of Mexicans because it's loud, crazy, and competitive. So, and I remember, so if you have number one, you get to pick the first gift, and you get to pick the last gift. So... Oh my goodness, there's a bunch of like stealing and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of like just so competitiveness. I wouldn't say that it's funny, but it's just such a good time. It's just so much fun. Yeah, we do that with our extended family. Yeah. Um, you know, our extended family get togethers, which is not necessarily on Christmas. It could be a couple of days after or the weekend before yep. or whatever. It's simple. It's easy. It's cost effective. Totally. Because Christmas can get very expensive if you're buying all these gifts. So if you've got this dollar limit and you just, you know, have some fun with it. And some of them are gag gifts, right? Of course, totally. you got to do that. You have to. You and, gotta. And, yeah. and just have some fun. Don't take it too seriously. Don't go there with the intention of I'm, I'm hoping to get a really good gift. Right. You know, yeah. usually I get the worst, but that's okay. So I, I've seen it in my extended family. I've seen it where you got like to yelling matches. Oh, all, really? all in fun. Like all in fun. Yeah. But it's like... Everybody's stealing the gifts back and forth, and people get really angry, and it's like so funny. Yeah, as people get angry over gifts, they don't have no idea what's inside. They just are hoping and guessing that's something good. Then right. they open it, and it's like, yeah, dirty socks. <laughs> not really, not really, but like, yeah. yeah. But it, but it, it's fun, right? It to- it's a lot of fun, fun and yeah. you could spend a long time doing it. Like you could spend an hour and a half doing that. That's right. And it's something that somebody will always remember. Like I always remember to my extended family. Uh, Christmas get-togethers, yeah. us playing that game, and I can still remember some of the reactions, totally, some of the yeah. gifts yeah. and stuff yeah. that you know I tried to get but I couldn't get. Yeah, you know, exactly. um, it, yeah, it's 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 all about making memories, right? So many memories. All right, there was one time when um, I went uh, slightly changed subject, but a really cool memory. We were living up north, and we went uh, tobogganing, and it was myself and some family friends and a bunch of cousins, and we all went tobogganing. It was great. Can can you can you uh, define tobogganing for our for our friends in the south who may not see as much snow oh as us? Oh my goodness! Thank you. That's right. That's right. Good call. Good call. So tobogganing up here in the Great White North, essentially, is we find like you know some great hills and we have a sled or maybe like uh, some sort of snow device, and we put our butts on it and just go down the hills quickly as we possibly can. Right, and break your neck. Oh, usually, perhaps. Yes, yes, yes. So we went on this massive hill, and those you know, those kids everywhere, everybody's doing it. Massive, massive hill, and we had uh, one of those GT snow racers. Remember those things? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, it's like a almost like a like a small little bike, but instead of wheels or a tricycle, instead of wheels, it's these skis on it. Right, and one in the front, two in the back. That's right. Yeah, and a big steering wheel, and, and, just... and very awkward. Yes. Yeah, like not not easy to control because right. you're on you're on ice or snow. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so like we were we weren't 
crazy daredevils. But, you know, at this point in time, we've been out there for a couple hours. Now we just want to do crazier things. We, we, we've done the proper thing a lot of times. Now you want to step it up a little notch. That, that's what you do when and you th- go tobogganing. This is the thing. Yeah. And so at this point, we're now we're standing on the toboggans and we're trying to, you know, whatever. And we're standing on the GT Snow Racers. So, of course, when it was my turn... I, I got to keep up with the Joneses, right? So yeah. I'm standing. I'm my feet are on the seat, and I'm crouched over with the doing the steering wheel with one hand. Yeah. Why? Why bother? The steering wheel doesn't do anything. I yeah. mean, I mean, just just <laughs> for the looks of it, you know. And I was going crazy fast. It was awesome. And usually people will stop right when the hill kind of ends and they would glide, and that's it. I kept going. I guess I had enough momentum that I went past the part where you would stop, and I went up the other side of the hill into a bunch of bushes. And I didn't come out. I stayed there for a good like ten minutes. Were people freaking out? Yeah, yeah. Was, like you, you stayed. You weren't injured or not at all. Like that. You just decided I'm going to stay here. Yeah, and I'm see like if somebody comes. Let's see what for happens. Because yeah. I was like, I was really afraid. I was like, it's not stopping. I'm still going. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I laid down. I was like, I'm just going to stay here because I could have died. I was fine. Yeah. But you know, when you're seven years old, I'm dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they came rushing down. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I just. Let's do it again. <laughs> right? <laughs> Kids, man. Unstoppable. Nothing can break us. Invincible. Kids are crazy. You know, it's all about making memories at Christmas time. It really is. It really yeah. is. Well, Michael Cochran, he was a guest this year on Between the Grooves, mm-hmm. and he has a funny story to share as well. One of my favorite memories of Christmas uh, was when I was very little, my mom bought my brother and I uh, something called reindeer dust. <laughs> and what that was, it was like basically just glitter. But <laughs> our job was to go out in the front yard and sprinkle that everywhere. And it was supposed to attract the reindeer to our house. Wow. So that Santa wouldn't miss our house. So I remember going out at like Christmas Eve, really late with my brother, in our snow gear and stuff. We were just like running around flailing this stuff in the yard, so excited that this was going to bring Santa to our house. <laughs> and I, I just I, I don't know why I remember that, but that's one of my favorite memories. I love that. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. That's a great idea. I like that. Yeah, well, I'm sure that it was somebody you know at the supermarket outside with a table that was just scamming everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Like, kids, do you want some reindeer dust? It's like, how are parents going to say no to that? You exactly. Know, so paying, well, you know, yeah. Dollars right. for a bag of glitter at that point. In yeah. fairness, though, it could have been your mom just wanting to get you out of the house for a little bit while they, you know wrap the presents or do something right brilliant that's probably what it was that's probably what it was yeah Yeah. yeah. okay the truth comes out that's right there you go (laughs) speaking of uh, the true meaning of Christmas Uh of course of course (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Williams was our guest this past year and this is what he remembers I love Christmas it's my favorite holiday probably would like a lot of people out there my favorite Christmas memory is uh, I wholeheartedly endorse and believe in Santa Claus, and I still do. And I will punch anybody who believes that he's not real. Santa Claus is real. And uh, so I walked down from my bedroom as a five-year-old, and Santa had set up not just a present under a tree, but it was set up a, a brand-new Nintendo um, video game system was set up, plugged into my TV with the title screen of Mario Brothers on. All the controllers set up, and as a little five-year-old, I was I was dumbfounded. I walked down 
And I sat down and I grabbed the controller and I pressed start and I was playing Mario Brothers. So thank you, Santa, for um, for giving me that gift with such care. Yeah, Santa was late to all the other houses because he was too busy playing Mario Brothers at Ryan's place. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, what about Hope Darst? I think she has a story to share with us. I love I love Christmas time. I love December. It's the month that I was born. So I have lots of really good memories from this season. But one that sticks out to me um, was uh, probably, I don't know, I was probably like five or six and my brother was four. And my mom and dad had spent the whole month of December building um, like this manger. And so the week of Christmas, they put the manger in our living room and they kept telling us that on Christmas morning, um, baby Jesus was going to come. And my mom says that she woke up that Christmas morning at like five o'clock because we were already in there and we were waiting for baby Jesus to come. And she said she just burst into tears because we didn't even care about the presents. Like we weren't interested in the tree or anything. All that we cared about was baby Jesus showing up in that manger. And I know that sounds like simple and not like a big deal because we were little, but I don't know. It's always stuck in me and in my heart and my memory that like I hope that every Christmas and Truthfully, some Christmases I do it better than others, but that's the thing that I'm most excited about is that on Christmas morning there was baby Jesus, and that was our hope and our future through him. So that's one of my favorite Christmas memories. But just so we're clear, were you expecting an actual baby? Oh my gosh. I think we were. <laughs> you know, little kids waking up early, rushing down to look at the major. Is is there a baby there yet, right? Yeah, we, we totally. I'm sure in our little you know minds, we're like, there's going to be a real baby, right? Right. That is so funny. That is so funny. Because I, I can visualize that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love that they even did it. Like, it's so sweet. I mean, we, on Christmas Eve, we always... We, my family is from my mom's from Louisiana and so we always do this big Cajun meal on Christmas Eve and afterwards we always sit down with our family and we read the Christmas story from the New Testament and it is honestly my favorite time of the year and we sometimes we um, take communion and other times we haven't but it's just honestly like the most precious moment of all of Christmas to me um, because yeah we're we're kind of forcing ourselves to remember like this is not about all the presents even though that's fun and it it's wonderful and it's a beautiful family thing to do it's not it's not the heart behind it at least for our family and so it's always just that good reminder you know on christmas eve so great to have all of these guests coming back for our christmas edition of between the grooves completely this sounds cheesy but this is kind of a great gift that we can sort of grab and share with others we get to explore these stories that happen you know between the grooves between you know not just the releasing of the projects or the songs or the, or the tours but talk about all the stories that have and that occur before that leading up to that their lives their struggles their yeah. it's human stories we're all sharing in these stories because we live we live them as well yeah. there are stories as well and so it's good to sort of know that we're not alone in this. There's something that connects us t- together. Yeah. And for me, at Christmas time, that's one of the beauty parts of Christmas, that we're all kind of 
celebrating or struggling, maybe both at the same time. And we can sort of find some rest in that, knowing that we're not alone in this and that there's people in the same story. We're all human. We're all humans. And it's nice. I mean, every week we get to chat with, you know, Christian artists and producers and people behind the scenes and whatnot. And can I say, if we were to bring back every single guest that we had over the past year, I mean, this would be the longest Christmas episode ever. We just can't. We just can't. So we've only brought a handful back to have conversations and see how human they are. That's right. Right? Exactly. And so, yeah, it's been incredible just to hear some of their stories, some of their highlights, some of their mishaps, (laughs) some of their memories. That's right. And, uh, and of course, share a little bit about our Christmases as well. And uh, we do appreciate you uh, hanging with us. And uh, one of the things that you can do for us for Christmas, I mean, a great gift to us is you telling a friend or a family member about Between the Grooves and getting them to subscribe to all the new episodes in 2021. That's right. Because we've got lots more great stuff on the way. If you're listening and you are listening, we just want to say thank you for hanging out with us this year. It's been an awesome year, even though it's been a hard one and a struggle. It's been great sharing these stories with you all. And I'm glad you guys have been hanging out. So I guess there's nothing left to say, but... Yes, there is. Oh. Yes, there is. Oh, I was going to say Merry Christmas. Well, that's what was left to say. Well, you didn't hear me finish that. Okay. Well, sorry. Hang on. Hang on. You didn't let me finish. I got to say. I got to say. No, 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 no. no. What you're about to say. What you're about to say. No, what you're about to say. What I. What you're about to say. No, what I'm going to say. Is on behalf of our producer, Travis. Oh. Myself and yourself. Yes. From all of us to you. Oh, my God. It's like you're a radio guy. It's like you're right. You know what? I stand corrected. I stand corrected, bro. (laughs) What, What J.K. said, and Merry Christmas.